0: welcome back to another episode of love at first psych a psych first watch rewatch podcast i'm on your host jay christie joined as always by andre barrera andre how are you hey
1: man um i'm doing okay uh you know just staring at my cat who i'm the single parent to because my wife is out of town uh so yeah that's cool how are you oh
0: you, uh, you know i'm i've been better i've been better but i'm good <laughs> I, i'm upbeat uh listeners of other podcasts and I will know that i'm currently unemployed but i'll be i'm back at i will i'll get another job in no time but we're not here talking we, about that we', we call talking it about
1: fun employed by the way no i mean
0: technically speaking i am fun employed until the end of the month because i do have one more paycheck coming that's i to think of being fun employed is when you're not like i am getting paid for mm-hmm. today even though i'm not working but then once that ends i'm not fun employed anymore you know
1: Got, well it's for now
0: yeah, uh, but anyway, we're here to talk about the season two finale of Psych, a little episode called, um, uh, what is it, uh, Sean and Gus of the Dead. And it's, uh, you know, it despite the fact that the name is a parody of the film Sean of the Dead, it's not really about zombies at all. It's about mummies. Um, mm, what's your relationship sense. to mummies generally?
1: Uh, I really like the two movies by Brendan Fraser. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a mummy or I don't I haven't been to many museums in my life, but I can't recall yeah. seeing much sarcophagi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the plural. I think it um, is actually. Yeah. Um but I did play Assassin's Creed Origins, which has a lot of fucking mummies in it. So Is that I good? Mean, I I'm...
0: stopped I stopped I stopped after three. Is that one good?
1: I, I mean, I've only played like the later ones, so hmm. I haven't played one, two, or three, or Revel- Like, yeah, I actually, I, I, when I played,
0: played the French Revolution one too. That was the one right after three.
1: Unity, yeah, yeah, I played yeah. that. Um, uh, but otherwise, like, I'm not afraid of mummies. I mean, I've been interested in yeah. the curses of them. I actually didn't even think the Tom Cruise movie was that bad, honestly. I it never was, like, saw funny. it. And honestly,
0: I might watch it tonight because, as we discussed, I'm unemployed. And so, like, some people are like, Jake, what are you going to do when you don't have a job for these couple days? And, the, and like, the answer should be something important. But the, it, what it really is, it just means I'm going to stay up to, like, five in the morning watching movies, is really what it is. I mean, you
1: know what I'm going to watch tonight? I think. But. And I might not. I probably won't finish tonight. Um, either Gone with the Wind or Lawrence of Arabia.
0: I got to get those down. Da- I, yeah, I got to use my unemployment it's like to do it. four those. hours long, man. It's I know. Tough. I know. I know it's tough. Um, Anyway, we start off, though, with... uh, Sorry, no, you answer. What is your your impression of mummies? I mean, I I think that mummies are, like, as a historical thing, they're cool. As a horror thing, I think they're overrated insofar as they're only creepy because they're well-preserved. Like, there's nothing actually, like, they're just regular dead bodies. They just happen to have been wrapped up in a way that makes them more preserved than other dead bodies. I mean...
1: Yeah, and they're they're missing a few organs, let's just say as well. Yeah,
0: um, I also, you know, the the whole King Tut's curse thing is one of those things that's like completely bullshit. Um, that uh, there's just not. Yeah, if you look into it, like there's, it's one of those things where I because I, I listen to a podcast called Cautionary Tales, which is a very good podcast about just like historical things that teach you lessons. And one of them was about that um, the curse, and the lesson was not about the actual expedition. It was about the idea that like. If you look at a big group enough of people big enough, you can make any group seem like there's a curse because bad things happen to people all the time. And it's like, if you look at like who was actually cursed, it's like, One of the 12 people on the expedition got a, like, disease because they weren't... And it's like, oh, yeah, it's 1920s in Egypt, and they got bitten by a a mosquito. That happened all the time. Or, like, someone, like, got in a car crash two years after they came back. It's like, yeah, it was 1930s London. People got in car accidents all the time. It's like like the
1: the poltergeist thing.
0: Exactly. The poltergeist thing is a little weirder, given that it was two principal cast members died before the age of, like, 25. But it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, it is a little strange... Like, yeah, I mean, if you look at, um, you know, like, for example, what just happened uh, today, as we're recording, former Arkansas quarterback uh, Ryan Mallett passed away. Uh, a few yeah. years ago, Jared Lorenzen, former Kentucky quarterback, passed away. You could say it's pretty weird that two mid-2000s SEC quarterbacks died. but That doesn't mean that there's a curse for them. It's just a weird bit of statistics, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, also, it's not weird at all that Jared Lorenzen died. No disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone knows anything about him knows that he yeah, was not yeah. long for this earth. Rest in peace, the hefty lefty, though. Uh, we start off yes. with with uh, Henry and his wife. who We don't see watching the creature from the black lagoon, a movie I have not seen. Have you ever seen it?
1: No, can't say I have. Don't, don't know think
0: think I, I probably will at some point, mostly because I don't have other hobbies. Um, and uh, Sean's mom gets him to get a get a drink, and like many a child, we see Sean was sneaking a peek of the movie. Uh, as they are watching it. Now, did you ever do this growing up?
1: Yeah, but it was mostly with movies like Striptease or Disclosure, things of that nature. Yeah. You were watching Crab Disclosure. You were watching, Disclosure. Things of that nature. You're
0: watching St- Disclosure, just getting real rock hard about uh, going into your email with virtual reality. <laughs> is that what that was? That happens in it. That's like a thing that is... You know, really? it's, oh, you, it's a thing that hap- I only, I've never seen Disclosure. I obviously know all the sex stuff that happens in it, but it is one of the biggest examples of, like, bad technology guessing where, like, everything where he puts on, like, VR goggles, and he, like, goes into a big room with a filing cabinet, and that's how he checks his email.
1: Wow. Okay, I had no idea. Interesting.
0: Anyway, that's a movie I might not ever see. I'm, I'm fine skipping that one. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sean is scared of the movie, and uh, Henry you know, tries to talk him down saying that this is all fake but he ends up giving too much detail about how dead bodies work that ends up making him more scared which you know I think happens to a lot of dads where they try to use their science-y history knowledge and they end up ruining things. See
1: my dad went the opposite way. He would uh, yeah. definitely lean into everything and he would tell me scary shit all the time so.
0: See my dad would not, frankly that, that just making me not scared was not a responsibility my dad ever took on it would be my mom's job. Um, and the problem with me is that and this is You want to see something that's not surprising at all. Would you believe that by the time I was seven, I was not having like spooky monsters dreams. I was having mom. I had a dream that there was a news report where you were talking about me dying and it made me sad. So I didn't really have a lot of
1: monster stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you think any scary movie is actually scary?
0: Do, am I scared by scary movies? Yeah, absolutely, all the time. Yeah. I get scared pretty, oh, pretty, pretty easily. I, so. I'm
1: not. I don't. At no, I'll say this.
0: I don't get scared afterwards, but in a scary movie, I, yeah, I get scared pretty easily. Well,
1: like jump scares is what you're talking about. Yeah, but
0: also, yeah, I mean, I, I get like terror. thing about me is that I am, I feel like the very popular thing to say these days is I think that like the scariest movies are ones about serial killers because those are real. And I'm like, no. I don't find that that scary. You. you can shoot a real person. Ghosts and demons and stuff, that scares me. Because even though I don't believe in it, if demons were real, I don't know what to do about that. You can't kill a demon. What do you want me to do, do?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Why. I'm just like... I, I've said this embarrassingly, but the last movie that actually made me scared was The mm-hmm. Skeleton Key. I think we've discussed. Yeah. And it was just like a very specific thing because like there was a thing with mirrors, and like mirrors kind of freaked me out, but like I honestly... I was raised Catholic. I watched The Exorcist
0: recently. Mm.
1: I had seen it before when I was younger, but I watched it again, and I'm like, this isn't even scary at all. Like,
0: yeah, fucking, I, I a good movie. I get, I get scared in. I think the big thing is I'm very good at suspending my disbelief in movies so like generally if a movie is effective like no no knowledge or opinions i have outside of a movie will prevent me from being scared like i don't believe in demons i don't believe in ghosts but that has nothing to do with whether or not a movie about demons and ghosts scares me um and so like yeah. i get i'm i just completely am able to like put myself in and obviously jump scares i think that scare me most um and like the exorcist obviously you know did scare me uh the of course, The Exorcist 3 has the greatest jump scare in the history of movies. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Is it the third one? Yeah, the th- I've never seen the second one. The second one's apparently horrible, but the, se- the third one has what is what a lot of people have said is the best jump scare in movie history, and I kind of agree. Um, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't
1: know. I, I can't come up with a better one.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about, that, right? Or no? Ooh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the one from Jaws actually was kind of scary at the time.
0: Yeah, the one that...
1: Before everyone knew it was coming. Yeah.
0: The one... um, I mean, of recent movies, I think that the uh, Red-Faced Demon one from the original Insidious is very good. Um, I'm a big fan of... I think that jump scares are obviously the easier to do in the dark or what have you, but I think the most effective jump scares are are the ones where... Things look normal enough, where you're not expecting it completely. Like if you have a room where someone's going into like a dark hallway, and there's a jump scare, like yes, that's scary, but it's a dark hallway. You expect there to be something there. You know what I mean? Like the reason why the Exorcist three one is so scary is because it's a brightly lit hallway, and you knew someone was just in that room, so there shouldn't be a You know, like that's why it's scary because yeah. it shouldn't be. There. I
1: think it's I think it's the sound. It's just the sound. Yeah, that's what it is. That's all it is.
0: I know you say just the sound, but like that's part of it. Like, I, I also don't like when people, I think that's the biggest part of or, it. I don't think no, the visual
1: part of it is scary at all.
0: I agree. But I also think that with the x 3, I specifically and sorry, we're going into the weeds about a movie that we're not discussing today. But I think the thing about it, I think the fact that, you know that they lull you into a sense of security of, they show you inside the room, nothing's there. And so you're like, okay, the jump scare is not coming from this room. And the moment you think that the jump scare comes from that room, I think is very effective personally. Um, anyway. fair enough. Uh, So, uh, we cut to it's 4am at local museum and uh, Lassie and Jules are there with an assistant curator and Lassie is not in a good mood. He's working on a case for someone named Wiles. Um, he's looking for updates in the paper, but uh, we learn that there's a new Egyptian exhibit.
1: Yeah, there's a new exhibit. Um, and yeah, they go to the museum to meet the curator and, mm-hmm. um, but the curate, uh, sorry, the original curator is out of town. I forgot. I, sorry. He's in Egypt. I, yeah, he's in Egypt.
0: You don't have to, no if you point. don't know, just tell me. I mean, I mean,
1: no, I mean, I suspect, I, I mean, my next sentence is that he meets the other person that's there, which is Sophie. She's the assistant curator, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's basically the one that gives him the lay of the land. Um, yeah. Essentially, the exhibit had just opened the day before and it involved a 3,000 year old mummy and. The weird thing about it is that mummy is gone.
0: Yeah, that mummy was feeling some three thousand years of longing. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, did you see that movie?
1: No, I, it's I, pretty good. I wanted to, but I can't. I mean,
0: I like George Miller. It's one of those things where, like, I don't know why they ba- gave him fifty million dollars to make it, but it's also not my money, so I'm glad they did. You know, <laughs> it's like a yeah. movie that's like a romance with there's only like two actors that anyone would ever recognize, and it's like a, mostly told in flashbacks over three thousand years. But I'm glad they gave him the money to do it. Um. Anyway, um, the night watchman apparently is missing. Even though he was a former criminal, um, Lassie's mad about that, and uh, the security system's a little out of date. So he, like Lassie's suspicious that this is a crazy heist. He thinks that this was just something being careless, you know. Um, but the problem—I mean—he kind of mean, course,
1: thinks it's like an inside job.
0: Exactly. The problem was that there's there's nothing on the cameras, and the alarm was triggered from the inside of. The, the exhibit so correct it wasn't stuff. a break-in in other words yeah yes and so uh the curator the assistant curator asks for someone with special skills specifically sean because we see that the dinosaur that they dug up in 65 million years off is on display in the museum and so is
1: that the is that the first callback to something that occurred on the show
0: i mean define callback to, I maybe i don't know i'm gonna say yeah. no but maybe um, but we, then Jules calls Sean, and Sean is awake. He's up and at him. What is he doing up at four in the morning?
1: Um, he is. Um, he's taking photos of a of a, a man and a woman uh, mm-hmm. at a motel. Obviously, some appears to be some sort of affair. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, I, I did notice that they're staking out the room, which is room two thirty seven, which is a nice shining reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, punch me. That's up that's that's a, that's a
0: layup in in the Easter egg world. That's a layup. I mean
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um and Sean at first thinks it's a drunk dial. Um uh-huh. and um I don't know how I connected this, but the museum loves Sean apparently. I guess that's what Jules gets to? Well, yes, what yes,
0: because yes, because the because they have they asked for him specifically because uh of the, the exhibit. Um Yeah. And so uh we see that he comes down there and we also see uh, that there's the plaque that just shows shown Spencer and it has the line photo by Bruton Gaster, which right. is more, I think a Bruton Gaster. I, I almost any time that I want to write down Bernard Gaster, I want to write down Bruton Gaster. Cause it's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. that's, I would say that that's the most lasting thing from this episode for me, at least is Bruton Gaster. Um, so that he goes into the, uh, the exhibit and he starts doing some horsing around, you know, um, he says, ne- he says Nerfertiti instead of Nefertiti. Um, mm-hmm. But he notices something that's a bit eerie from the glass. Um, there's a handprint on it, but where is the handprint?
1: It's on the inside. So it looks like the mummy possibly escaped on his own, um, which is very troubling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is when we first start to realize that the security system is a little out of date.
0: I um, mentioned that earlier, but that's you watch this episode, yeah, yeah, episode. yeah, but this is this is when we yeah. actually find it yeah. out, yeah.
1: um and, yeah, basically, Lassie just wants this whole case wrapped up. He thinks it's pretty simple. It, clearly mm. the 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 security guard had something to do with it. so mm. he's he's his his head is somewhere else. He's still exactly on that Wiley Wiles case,
0: yes, he's on a wily goose chase. um yes. and so, we then cut to the police station where Lassie accuses Sean of just trying to impress the attractive assistant curator, and I do love that he's like describes her why Sean would be interested. And Jules goes, "I had three different hairstyles last week and he didn't say anything." Um, right. And then yeah. Vic though invites them to into the office to tell some important news. And what is that important news?
1: Yeah, you know she had been uh, angling for that interim chief to have the interim part of it removed from her title. Um, but doesn't look like that's going to be the case. And mm-hmm. as a result, she's stepping down as chief. And a lot of people are upset about it. Jules specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, she volunteers to write a letter. Um, mm-hmm. Lasseter, less concerned about that. And mm-hmm. he asked quite callously if mm-hmm. maybe his name had been mentioned, possibly mm-hmm. as being the candidate
0: for replacement.
1: hmm Yes. Which
0: it wasn't, um, and so yes. Now I have a question. When this happened, did you think that this would actually end with her leaving the show or no? No way. Okay, good. Um, no fucking way. Yeah. So then we cut back to the psych office, and Sean is going over the security footage, and um, we learn basically that they own that the camera wrote the what is saved rotates from camera to camera, so you don't have. The feed the entire time, if that makes sense. Like, you it, you can't look at all the footage from the mummy room because it switches every few seconds, which is efficient, but also, like, you know, obviously kind of a uh, oversight. Um, Correct. And as this is going on, Sean is blocking the TV because he doesn't want Gus to know. We learn later doesn't want him to know where they're going. Um, so then we cut mm-hmm. to the uh, museum, and this is where Gus learns that his name is Bruton Gaster on the plaque. Um which is, you know, yeah. sad stuff.
1: Yeah, he wants a new one tomorrow. Mm. Um and they meet up with Sophie again and they go over some of the particulars of what went down. Essentially mm. the alarm went off at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um and uh they were there at five AM? That's when they got He was there at five
0: and yeah, and this is when Gus is like, Why were you up? and he's there's a there's some consternation about Sean maybe doing another cheating boyfriend case.
1: Correct, yes. Um, and so they established that the bulk of the activity essentially happened in that one room. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Gus doesn't want to walk into this room because he's, yes. as we find out, afraid of like supernatural things and mm-hmm. specifically in this case, mummy stuff. Yes. And so he, he refuses- has mummy issues.
0: Yes, exactly. He refuses to cross the plane. Um, and uh, so Sean decides, okay, well, let's check out the cameras instead. And, um, so Sean makes a challenge that he's going to try to avoid the cameras. Uh, and there's a montage where, well, first there's a conversation about Sean calling Gus because of minutes on his work cell. And man, am I so glad we don't have to worry about that anymore. That was a, I mean. Dude, I
1: want to even say that. At that point, it wasn't even a thing, but maybe it was. I don't
0: know. I it was recall. back then, I think, up until, like, 2010. Nights and weekends. Nights and, weekends. and then the, the biggest thing for me, at least, I don't know. I, my family's been Verizon forever. Um, The Veri- Verizon, you could always call it Verizon to Verizon and it'd be free. Um, Yes. So, like, for family, it never was an issue. So, like, I don't know. But that's just a crazy thing that we used to have to worry about. Um, Yeah. Anyway. um, So, they're calling... And there's a montage restaurant trying to beat the cameras. There's some cool, funny gags where he's behind a plant. He, uh, you know, uses a wolf pelt, a carpet. Um, he says, I don't have pancake, butt." and a guy walks by him and gives him a look, which is of course the creator of Sykes, D Frank's making a cameo. Um, I said, of course I didn't, yeah, I know you don't know that, but I only, I recognized him because he's like six foot seven. You know, like when there's people who aren't basketball players who are that tall. Um, it's like, why did you make, why did you write TV show instead of hooping? um you know what?
1: Hive minds, because I was like literally going to refer to the Terry Rosier tweet. <laughs> it's the fucking best, honestly. That might be my favorite tweet of all time.
0: That is, my favorite tweet of all time is probably the Drill Betsy Ross tweet. You know that one? Uh, you know drill, drill, obviously. Yeah, it's like another day working at the Betsy Ross Museum. Everyone asked me if they can fuck the flag. Buddy, they don't even let me fuck it. Um,
1: yeah, I do like that,
0: that if we're going just celebrities, probably Fifty Cent. I can't believe my grandmother's making me take tap the trash. I'm rich. Fuck this. I don't need this shit. Um, that's up there for oh. me. And uh,
1: the Kevin Smith one
0: is great. Oh, of course, yes. I'm not that. I can't. I'm not even gonna say that. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, I, I'll Sorry. say this. I respect him a lot. That it's still up. Many men would delete it. <laughs> right. It's still
1: Taint and brown area. I believe is what it was referred to.
0: Yes, he did. Yes. Um. Anyway. Uh, but there's one area where Sean ends up. Actually, wait. First, we see Sean flirting with Sophie, and then um, we see that Sean is in a corner of one room where he's out of sight. So, a little notable thing. The There's a blind spot. A there's a blind spot, and I'm not talking about Jamie Alexander. Um, and uh, she was the star of NBC's Blind Spot. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah.
0: You, the thing is, the thing no one will ever accuse me of is not paying attention to regular tv when twitter had that whole tizzy where they learned about the good doctor it's like motherfucker i've known about the good doctor this whole time Whenever people don't know about shows that are on regular networks what it just says to me is i don't talk to my parents that much you know like
1: what was what was the show on cbs starring billy burke
0: billy burke that was um uh cbs no there's was, there's was, there's was on revolution which was on uh nbc fuck
1: was abc nbc okay, nbc thought- yeah
0: the one where it was like the old-timey like where all the technology went away correct yeah see don't come me. you come at the king you best not miss i mean
1: <laughs> i'm looking this up
0: it was him elizabeth mitchell i think john carlos was was yeah um anyway so he's trying to up sneaking behind gus I mean, We learn that gus's battery's gone which is important for you know this plot and then we see lassie talking to mr wiles who uh he lastly wants to exhume his father's body. So we learn that it's the father Wiles is the dead guy. We don't get much here, but we just learn that there's an ex- exhumation going to happen. Why are they doing this again? Why What's are they the doing whole thing what
1: with the Wiles case at this point? We like don't learn know? anything. It's, it's
0: we don't know anything about it. We're just getting okay. little hints. Yeah, gotcha. Um, okay. And so Gus and Sean are like, well, Gus is like, okay, let's leave the place. Going to close soon. The lights start shutting off. Turns out, one Sean learns that Sophie loves Red Robin. Yes. Come on. Let's try this again. Sophie loves Red Robin.
1: Red Robin. Yum. yum. Yeah.
0: No. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I just wanted you to say yum, but, uh, and <laughs> oh, yeah. that Sean volunteered them to be night guards of <laughs> the museum. Now, what's really insane is that this episode is about them spending a night at the museum and they don't reference the night at the museum films once.
1: Were they, did that? Did, uh, did they exist at the time? I don't think they did.
0: Yeah. The first one came out in like 06.
1: Really? Okay, I have no idea. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no. I, I first of all, that that's one thing. Second of all, that you would trust two people. Granted, they're like auxiliarily um, yes. associated with the San, San, San Santa Barbara, Barbara Police Department. You got it. Sorry, <laughs> um, it's just that's nuts to me. Like, okay, yeah. cool. They're gonna just be in a room full of relics and all kinds of shit. Granted, I don't think a lot of the good stuff is gonna reach the Santa Barbara Museum, but. No. Still, crazy to me.
0: You know, speaking of museums, like, regionally, I remember that there was, when I was in Orlando, um, I think, like, last, sometime last year, me and my twin brother, we both had the day off. I mean, I was off because I was on vacation. And we went to the local Anne Orlando Museum of Art, because they had a Basquiat um, exhibit, and they had a bunch of Basquiat's. And I was like, oh, this mm. is really cool that, like, the Orlando one got Basquiat, you know, a bunch of, like, 26 different works. And then, like, three months later, I read a story that's, like, uh, Orlando Museum in hot water over displaying what's what our experts consider obviously fake Basquiat. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, they didn't make it. To Orlando, they're fake. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I suspect that happens a lot in Santa Barbara. Let's just yeah. say. Uh,
0: but anyway, <sighs> um, Gus is not interested in getting. He he doesn't want to be there, so he keeps trying to get out. And they notice a camera on a hill nearby. Put a pin in that. Um, and uh, yeah, we also learned that um, Hastings' security guard. Uh, had some more chargers on a record, and is you know probably a bad guy, and that his car was in the shop, and he got a loaner, which is a GMC pickup. And where do they see a GMC mm-hmm. pickup? They see one in the parking. No, lot. where do they see that? Yeah, you know, oh. yeah, in the parking lot. No. Yes, and so that yes, that makes. Sorry, I thought you. I thought I didn't phrase my question enough like a question, so I had tried to clarify, and by the time I started clarifying, you were answering. Um, okay. Gotcha. But yeah. So Sean drops his phone. So now they're without phones, which is, you know, that's the only way you really can plot these days is if characters don't have phones.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Gus is already very uppity because he doesn't have uh, his multivitamins or his toothbrush. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what? They're stuck there for the night. So you might mm-hmm. as well make the best out of it. Do some investigating. And um, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and, then, and then here comes my favorite joke of the episode where <laughs> they're at the confederate um, Hello, like movie real thing yeah. and Sean says what's wrong with this flag and Gus just says everything
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but what Sean breaks down eventually is that um it's a little bit there's something off with it essentially there's a bunch of dust on the bottom of the frame yeah clearly implying that this uh flag was upside, inverted, down. upside mm-hmm. down Yes.
0: So, that's something. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And this really sh- happens
0: to be the place that is not in the camera range. So, basically, what he what determines is that someone obviously was hiding here in some place because it's the place that's not seen by the cameras. And the flag is upside down. That can't be a coincidence, you know?
1: Correct. Something's going on in the cranny.
0: It, yes. Now, um, do you think it's a nook or a cranny? I don't think it's really either because I, I associate both of those with, like, corners. Um,
1: Correct. Yeah. Nooks and crannies. Or that's what they call like English muffins?
0: That's what they call Thomas's English muffins, yes. Um, I also do, I love the fact that Gus says, I never signed off on Cranny. <laughs> I, yeah. I just love, I, my, one of my favorite things about Psych is just how seriously both Sean and Gus take dumb semantics. Like they actually always like they never just let a line like that go. It's like, and I never signed off on Cranny, as if yeah. it matters. Um, yeah. And then there's some guns though, some old guns that kind of look like shitty in lexinglass which is apparently like plexiglass gus says everyone knows that i didn't know that and i feel like you know wow. would know did you know lexinglass I, or no
1: if i had a fucking nickel for every time you said i didn't know that i would have a nickel
0: wow that reflects really poorly on me but also i think is what do you, you know, mean i mean because i i know i try not to be a know-it-all but i do just know a lot of stuff is the, is the kind of the predicament
1: yeah yeah fine but there's nothing yeah. wrong with being a no
0: at all did you know that did you know lex and glass because i genuinely don't know if that's a thing no absolutely wrong. not
1: i okay. don't even think it's real
0: no i, I the reason i say that is because the other thing later in the episode that gus says is the thing that i knew so i wanted to uh get make sure that you know um but yeah, yeah so gus, glass is not a thing okay well uh gus you know gus says people know that and sean says what people in charlotte heston's house which is funny i did like um, that like and what did you, did you remember, you know, there's the running joke of Sean saying, don't be a blank. Did you remember what he said? Don't be.
1: No, I knew you were going to ask me and I didn't write it down. That's fine. It don't was...
0: be a traveling Wilbury. <laughs> yeah,
1: that um, didn't get me as much as it usually no.
0: does. And then he says, look, Christine's here because there's an old car, um, which is, of course, not. The
1: oh, I didn't even get that one. That's a good one. No. Uh,
0: and then there's an old fridge. And the fridge seems to be on, which is strange because it's a museum. And uh, so they end up opening up the fridge. And surprise, surprise, who's inside the fridge?
1: Our boy Hastings. He, yeah, he got folded up. He was given the Indiana Jones treatment. Poor guy. But at least, yeah. uh, you know, he's safe from a nuclear explosion.
0: Yeah, if this episode came out one year later, they would have made that joke. Yeah i th- i'm yeah. assuming that yeah uh, i haven't so, seen that
1: movie actually maybe i watched that
0: tonight. i have it's it's honestly i'll say this the first like 50 minutes of it are genuinely good the rest of it's like iffy but it's also like the thing about it too is like i, I know i've talked but like there's only so bad of a movie steven spielberg is capable of making just because he knows where to put the camera and knows how to direct actors generally so it's like even when the stuff he's t- doing is silly and shia labeouf is annoying it's like it's still like well made you know um mm. And so, yeah, I think that that's the thing people take for granted. People who don't watch a lot of movies, especially bad ones, take for granted that movies are well-made. It's like, no, 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 I've seen some movies where you're like, oh, this was, people were not at the top of their game when they were putting this together. Um, Anyway, uh, the morning, Gus runs away, pushes over the security guard, and when they get back to the psych office, he is bidding for talismans.
1: Yeah, he needs some, uh, some, like, spiritual... um guidance uh spiritual intervention he feels like he's been cursed as a result of like having been at this place um considering like we still are running with the theory that mummies exist and yeah it's you know uh i i want to say that would be rational at this point but considering all the facts that we've seen so far, I might start to believe that a mummy actually like got out of its...
0: Um. Yeah, there's no reason. It's definitely the best possible explanation yet. So anyway, they go to meet up with Lassie, who Lassie is in the process of exhuming uh, Wiles' body, um, which Gus is not very happy about, the fact that they you know just dealt with one corpse and now they dealing with another one. Um, and at this meeting, Juliet tells them that they got the coroner report back and the security guard was strangled. But not by. Mm. There's no fingerprints. The hands are wrapped in cloth, with dust spores found from 3,000 years ago in Egypt. Boom, boom. Correct.
1: Yeah, not good. Uh, once again, further cements. Uh, I want to say no pun intended, but maybe pun intended. Maybe it doesn't work. I don't know if they used. I don't cements. know if
0: they. I don't. They probably had cement because cement's pretty simple. But I don't know if cement was really a big enough. I'll say not. Yeah.
1: Intended.
0: Okay. Not intended. Uh, But yeah, this doesn't like make Gus feel any
1: better about the whole situation. Now it really looks like there's a whole mummy thing going on. Um, And yeah, that's kind of where we leave that. We go to Henry's house and Henry wants to talk to Sean, but he doesn't want to talk to Sean in front of Gus. You know, it's nothing personal. He just has something he's got to run by him. Um, But, you know, Sean, in his typical non-understanding way, doesn't want anything to do with this.
0: Um. yeah, Henry's clearly preoccupied with something, but he doesn't want to tell in front of Gus, and so Sean ends up pulling the fact that they're working on a case card and asks, what do you do when the be- your best suspect doesn't exist anymore? And so what uh, Henry asks him to do is to trace back the steps. Um, correct. And so, and then uh, Henry awkwardly asks Sean if he's busy on Saturday, and it just becomes a whole to-do. They don't know how to talk to each other. They're emotionally stunted men, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to the station where they want to throw Vic a going away party.
1: Yeah. They want to throw a going away party. Vic doesn't really want the fuss of this whole situation. Um, and it's Vic, Carlton Lasseter and Jules. They're sitting there, but something catches the ear of uh, Carlton. Uh, essentially he's hearing about the whole Wiles situation in the background. So he like kind of tilts his chair, leans back, motors over a little bit to that direction and, you know, his his head is still in this case. Um, and he gets brought back to reality for a second. And he mentions that they're going to get... Oh, First of all, he's annoyed that they mentioned that Carlton Laster was unavailable for comment because he's been there all day. He's ready to talk. Um, so, you know, a little bit of alarm bells there. Clearly something is um, not being telegraphed to him. And um he meant that's when he like comes back to Earth and mentions that they should make uh, cup they should have cupcakes made with cuffs, handcuffs, and sprinkles, which sounds nice to me personally.
0: yeah, and so we then, as on the news report about Wiles, we also learned that he is a collector of war memorabilia and was a philanthropist, put a pin in that. and Mm-hmm. Gus is doing a background check on uh, the mummy himself. You know that he used from near Giza, smelted metal, etc. But Sean's like, no, no, no. I don't care what he's doing. When he's alive. Where has he been previously? And so he does on the whiteboard. I mean, on the like clear board, a chart: Cincinnati, then Plano, and this is one of the best jokes in Psych, in my opinion, for someone who likes specific details. That Plano has a bowl of chili next to it, and who, there's a little person next to Cincinnati. And who do you remember who it was? Austin Kearns. Austin Kearns, okay. who was a okay. player for the Reds. I
1: heard that. Yeah, I heard that,
0: and I'm like, really, Austin Kearns? No fucking way. I hadn't heard exactly. It in even he years. played like he played only like fucking <laughs> like 500 games for the Reds, maybe <laughs> total. He played for them from 2002 to 2006. He was not like a notably good player. He only had like a three WAR over that time. <laughs> like I have no idea why he was the player that they picked, but it's just so funny to me that Austin yeah. Kearns, for some reason, gets a shout out.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I thought I had misheard that. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even gonna rewind.
0: <laughs> Maybe. But the thing that they don't have accounted for is the one night that after he got after the mummy got sent from Plano to Santa Barbara, he was in the warehouse. So they go to the warehouse and they meet Ken, who's like the guy in the wa- warehouse manager. And but the, um, hold on,
1: the warehouse no, does that exist outside of the museum, or is it? The I think it's like right next to museum. it. I think it's like right next oh, the to the museum. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was unclear about that
0: uh sean introduces gus as patty simcox which is a good name and so and so uh ken the warehouse guys doesn't have a lot of information to give just that it gets documented when it comes in stay there overnight and then it's done you know the ken is kind of a grump but this they once again see the camera on the hill that and uh they realize that someone is grabbing the camera there and so they chase after her correct yeah well they chase after them we find out when they catch up to them that it's a
1: her um because she left her keys in the trunk like a total amateur um and that's when she realized i mean she lets them know that she's just a film student you know she's working on her uh thesis and it's the life cycle of a wildflower that's up on that hill and she named the film night cycle which sean offers an alternate um plot for this film which actually sounds really fucking cool It's, like, Knight Rider meets, like, I don't know, Maniac Cop, something like that. Yeah, it's,
0: like, a motorcycle that comes to life at night and solves crimes. And so they then ask, do you have the stuff from Tuesday? So they go into her, like, studio to see it. And there's the really gratuitous scene where she takes off her beanie and, like, because she has long hair, they're like, oh, she's hot. It's like, fuck, I hate this so much. The 2000s really (laughs) were a problem with that. Like, what is the point of that other than, like, oh, my God, this person who I was just treating as a person to talk to for work is now hot because she showed that she has long hair? Like, I just don't understand why we did that forever? As that was what we did in movies who... forever. Andre just undid his hair and shook it out. So he just, you know, cause now it's like, Oh my God, Andre's hot. You know, he's now the whole tenor of the scene changes. Um, and so she mentions that normal film is at 30 frames per second. Um, which Gus I something everyone knows, which I feel like people do know. Um, that it's
1: 29.97? No, is not that part. Not that part. I
0: mean, I knew okay. that, but not... not I, I didn't know it was 29, I knew it was under 30. Because I remember that... I forget exactly why I know that, but I know that it's not exactly 30. Um, and so what this uh, student was doing instead, though, is that she was only capturing one frame per minute because she was doing time-lapse photography. And so uh, they look at the footage, and around 3 a.m. when the mummy was supposedly stolen, what do they see in one frame?
1: Uh, they see the mummy, <laughs> first of all. They see yes. uh, someone wrapped up in bandages. Um, and, yeah, they're just, like, standing in front of the camera. Um, and it's a quick movement, clearly, because by the next frame, they're gone. But the lights on a van uh, appear in that second frame. So that mummy got in that van, and they fucking hauled ass.
0: I do love the line that Gus says of like, now the son of a bitch knows how to drive stick. <laughs> um, yeah, same. And so Sean remembers where he's seen that van. And so sure enough, it's right back at the warehouse. So they go to the warehouse and they're about to go up to the van, but the van drives away. Um, and so Gus pull, tries to pull out and he does the 11 point turn, which, you know, classic Gus behavior. Well, I, clearly this this upset you. Yeah, that was like a four point
1: at at most. Um, yeah, it was a very Austin Powers-ish
0: uh, scene. So not a huge fan of that. Yeah, of the course. difference in Austin Powers is that it's a tiny hallway. This was a big, he didn't need to do this. Correct. Um, yes. And so they end up following him down uh, the road and the car ends up tri- uh, driving off, crashing into a tree and uh, Sean and Gus decide they're going to go to it. Grab a baseball bat and some flashlights. And, um, you know, I love Sean says, they might need help. And Gus says, or oh, total organs. I feel like Gus has a lot of good, you know, angry lines this episode. Um, Is that what mummies so, want, typically? Yeah, lore? because they don't have their organs. I mean, at least in the film, the mummy, that's what he wants. He steals the organs from all the people. That's how he becomes whole again. So they just,
1: they kind of fucked him because, like, they buried him as a mummy and then didn't leave his organs around him Isn't that well that, a, i mean
0: well the well yes but the thing is that when i haven't seen the mummy no but the thing is the reason why in this or in the oh. mummy when they're in a museum they don't have their organs next to them because they steal them too so like the whole idea is that like when you destroy, anyone's organs their... work i i mean well, this is we're talking about fiction so like, i don't yeah i mean in fiction yes but, like, the idea yeah. is that by mo- removing them from the place that has their organs, they can't rest peacefully anymore. That they, w- if you leave a mummy in their own tomb, they won't disturb anyone because they have the organs next to them, is, I think, what the idea is.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Anyway, um, so they go up to the car, and sure enough, uh, Sean thinks he sees someone run away, but in the window appears none other than the mummy, which, you know, is scary stuff. You know, it's, uh, you feel for them. I understand why yeah. they're scared. That's a, one of those things that's not an overreaction. Uh, it's, you know. It's a
1: real mummy, yeah. Okay, so, sorry. I, maybe I misinterpreted, but, like, Sean ran off as a result of seeing the mummy yes. in the car? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Because I never saw him actually look in there, so that's why I was confused. Uh, so, yeah, he turned tail and he fucking ran. Uh, and so the next day, Sean is um, he's asking Lasseter to come to the crash... Um, but he's, like, being a bad cop, you know? He's he's still fixated on this Wiles case. And Jules comes in with the uh, coroner's, rep- coroner's report on the exhumed body. Um, and it turns out there was, like, an unidentified fragment in the skull, I think. And that was, like, a chipped piece of ivory. Yes. Which we noticed earlier in the museum. Mm-hmm. Should we wait for that? Yeah. Yeah,
0: but for that one of the guns is missing ivory on it. Um, Correct. And so uh, that last reveals that the only reason he took on the museum case is because Wiles is on the board of trustees. And then Sean's like, "Oh, I solved both cases. I got it." And so they meet Correct. at the museum, and Sean is in the tomb. You know, um, he's being very gentle though, and uh, he solves two cases once. Where first he points out that um, Wiles the Fourth was hiding in the coffin. He strangled Hastings and uh, you know because basically he needed to break in I don't know I'm trying to go in the order Sean goes in he needed to break in to uh, get rid of the evidence of the gun that was used as the murder weapon because the guns were automatically donated to the museum upon his dad's death and so the way to get in was he pretended to be the mummy he used the uh, warehouse manager He's in cahoots with him and yeah you talk about it some more for some reason I'm having trouble putting it all together in my mind
1: yeah. First of all, this is when we first find out that the Wiles case. Well, we we heard earlier about a body needing to be exhumed, and it was the body of Wiles the Fourth's father. So I guess Wiles the Third. Um, yeah. So they exhumed that. That's when they found the fragment there. So essentially, what happened was Wiles was trying to get the upon the death of his father, all of his guns were donated to the museum for exhibit for exhibition, which. I guess would have been fine in the end because like no one suspected him of killing anybody, so if they're in a museum, no one's gonna look for that. Um, and they but I, mean, I guess he, he must have known that
0: Lassie was on his case because I mean, oh I
1: yeah, know. yeah, okay, fine. So yeah, that's true. They would have looked for like ivory or something. So yeah,
0: says um, if, if the, once they found out the ivory was in his head, then they would have. Correct. I mean, how many places have ivory? just out and about.
1: Correct. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he needed to do. He needed to like. So using cahoots with the the warehouse driver or the warehouse manager, um, and basically that mummy that was going to be there never actually was put in that sar- sarcophagus. So that's why he was able to go in there, masquerade as the mummy, strangle Hastings because he was the only witness to this crime, um, and that's basically what led to the whole thing looking like a. Which is like a completely insane plan to actually believe that people would believe that a mummy came to life and killed a bunch of people. Anyways. Yeah.
0: It's good It's good Scooby-Doo stuff. I appreciate it for that reason. I mean, it Correct. is a Scooby-Doo plot. <laughs> yeah, a Scooby-Doo plot where someone gets fucking killed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Somebody needs to reboot that. So many, and by that, I mean they don't because there's nothing that's lamer, in my opinion, when it's like winning the pool but people get murdered. It's like, did you not turn the age 13? Come on. This is not... But anyway. Um,
1: right. Sorry. So, yeah. Essentially... That's all it was. Uh, and he Wiles also needed to have the exhibit closed down, and that's why he was delaying the new security cameras, which explains why there's a blind spot and mm-hmm. how he was able to hide from the camera at that second or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yes. Um, and so we then, he gets arrested, and this is Vic's supposed last arrest in Santa Barbara. We cut to their saying goodbye to the chief, but she gets a call. From the mayor. And it's clear that she's getting good news. And um, she says that she's not the interim anymore. She's full-time. Because as Lassie points out with the newspaper, Sauter, the guy that Raymond Sauter, the guy that she that the mayor was going to replace her with, was caught adultering, And that's what Sean was doing, taking photos. And I see the photos credited to Bruton Gaster, you know. And I, yeah. I appreciate that Vic recognizes it. Like, I think it's nice that they have that moment that she knows that he did that for her, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? For better or worse, um, basically, she's the reason why they are still um, working and stuff. So, you know, she's a new chief, and it's a celebration. Grab something to drink, and yeah, that's kind of where we leave that. But Sean goes over to Henry's house, and Henry's still fucking nervous about something. Mm-hmm. He's still got to get something off his chest, but Sean, of course, doesn't let him speak. Um The doorbell rings. Mm -hmm. Sean decides he's like in such a good mood, he'll answer the door for Henry. Mm -hmm. And he gets the door and he says, hi, mom. Or mom? Mm -hmm. I forgot which Mm -hmm. one it is.
0: So I guess we're going to meet her
1: next episode, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Yes, No
0: Guts, No Glory. Who do you think plays his mom? Um...
1: Angelica Houston. I have no idea. I'll
0: give you a hint. She has. I looked it up. Four primetime Emmy nominations. I was surprised. I thought she might have had an Oscar from earlier in her career, but she. I mean, Oscar nomination from earlier in her career, but she doesn't. I see. Okay.
1: Well, I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah. I mean, you'll find out. I know who plays her. Probably Civil <laughs> Shepherd or something. <laughs> Are you serious? You got it. <laughs> what? You got it. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't going to tell you, but I didn't think you'd get it. I mean, you're going to find out later this week, but... Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Uh, um, so yeah, I guess you do know. Um, anyway. Thank you. Uh, we'll get to that. But what was your... This is the end of season two. What would you give this episode out of ten? And then we'll do
1: our favorite episode season two. I actually gave it like a seven and a half. And then the whole intrigue about who the mom is going to be, mm-hmm. I gave it an eight. I gave it an 8 as well.
0: What's your favorite of the season?
1: Um, I'm going to say it's probably either Lights, Camera, Homicidio, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm just going through my reviews right now. I'm sorry. Um, Or what's it called? Uh, Gus's dad may have killed an old
0: guy. My favorite is undoubtedly Lights, Camera, Homicidio. Uh, it's one of my favorite of all time. Sorry about that clap. I just had to kill a bug. And I did it. It's your favorite Psych episode of all time? One of my, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, sorry. I did just. I just. I did the rare. Th- I actually clapped to kill a bug, and I got it. So I gotta wipe out my hands. Um, nice. I'm very good at killing bugs because the thing about killing bugs is you just need to have single minded confidence and want to. Um. Gotcha. I think too many, the big thing too is I think too many people like when they're trying to kill a bug will like try to get something to smash it with, and then they'll look away and it'll be gone. It's like I'm sorry, man. If there's a bug small enough, you crush it with your hand, and you wash your hand later. Don't worry about getting shit. You just gotta get it done. You know, you don't wanna lose it. Anyway, that's my advice for killing bugs. Um, But my advice for you is to follow Andre on Twitter, which is at dot, dot, dot Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the Jake Christie. Please rate, rate, review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. And more important than that, tune in later this week, no, next week, as we talk about Ghosts.